Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Space for Life. Taking a couple weeks off here recently and you know it's funny I wrote a book Space to Breathe again and yet I find that I had the hardest time giving myself the own permission to take a little space but it's good for you so I encourage it. So anyway it's great to be back and you know get ready today to be challenged I think in the best way. Today's podcast I think is going to be somewhat of a call to action for you. But I think it's going to be a really enjoyable conversation with a new friend, Tracy Gates. And I'm so excited to have this conversation. And Tracy describes herself as a kindness ambassador, and she's a wellness coach, and she's the author of The Power of a Few Kind Words, Create a More Meaningful Life One Letter at a Time which I will let her explain. It's quite a story and so exciting. So she was featured in Maria Shriver's Sunday paper and Nice News. She is a frequent speaker and has presented her workshop, A Few Kind Words, The Power of Writing Unexpected Letters of Appreciation to audiences across the country. Tracy and her family lives in Pennington, New Jersey. And Tracy and I connected through a mutual friend of ours, Kara Brown, who my wife Weezy and I got to know recently through my wife's art business and her fall and spring markets that Kara came down and showed some of her jewelry. And Kara, and as we got to know her and described some of what I was doing with the podcast, immediately wanted to connect me with Tracy and her book, A Few Kind Words, to be able to tell her story. So, you know, it's it's such a perfect fit for, I think, this podcast because the, the types of things that you're going to describe couldn't happen out of a too busy, hurried, rushed life. And so I'm excited to kind of hear the whole story uh, firsthand. So before we get going, the kind of the first call of action I'd love to ask is for anybody who's listening to this, if you like it, leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening to or YouTube. That'll make a big difference. And even more so, just tell some friends. I think these are really worthwhile episodes for people to listen to. So Tracy, welcome to Space for Life. It's so good to have you here. Thank you so much, Tommy. It's just a delight. And this friend that we share, Kara Brown, is just a breath of fresh air. And I'm so glad that she connected us. So thank you for this opportunity. Oh, absolutely. So I actually kind of maybe want to begin with the story that you tell of a letter that you wrote to Kara, which you have in your book yeah. of 365 letters. And I don't want to spoil alert too much with this, <laughs> but perhaps you could just start with uh, your story of connecting with Kara and how this played into the book. And then we'll, we'll back up a little bit and let you tell the, the bigger story. Sure. So yes, a little spoiler alert. I was writing a letter a day for a year, an unexpected letter of appreciation. And probably seven weeks in, I just had seen Kara at, at an event and she just, I've known her for a while. And I was just reminded of all of the gifts that she possesses. And I just went home and she was sort of filling my, my mind. And I decided that 
I would write her an unexpected letter of appreciation. And so I just, on a four by six card, I shared, you know, just some, some reasons why I appreciated Kara. There was no reason for this letter. It was not around a birthday or a holiday. And I just sent it off in the mail. And a couple of days later, I received um, a phone call from Kara. And she was, she was frankly, she said, I feel overwhelmed. She said, I opened up your letter and I felt like I had just received a blessing in the mail. And nobody mm. ever called my, my letter a blessing before. And it just, it, it opened up a whole new way of thinking about this for me. But she said, I was in a really bad place when I got your letter. I was really struggling with something in my business. And your letter came out of the blue. And it not only changed the energy around my, my mood for that moment, but she said it got me to rethink why I started my business and what my gifts are. And it, it really just trans, transformed how I was thinking about moving forward in my business. And she said, it just was an absolute blessing to receive that letter at this moment. And, and I then became overwhelmed with just, with kind of awe about, I had no idea that Kara was in a bad place. I didn't know she was struggling with a business decision. I just happened to have a kind thought about, about her and I sent it off. I decided to not keep it to myself as a missed opportunity for connection, but just to share my kind thought because it felt really good for me. And what Kara described was, was remarkable. I mean, she said it really, uh, it was exactly what she needed. And what I, what I realized from Kara and so many other people that I wrote to was that so often we have no idea what is going on in somebody's life. And when we have a kind thought about them, it is a gift that we have, we have the opportunity to fill a void in their life at that moment. And we should share it. Even if we think they know what, what we feel about them. When you see something in writing, something tangible that you could hold in your hand and you can read over and over again, it's a, it's really kind of has a magical quality. And mm. And Kara, from, from that letter and this conver and a conversation we had, she invited me to come speak to her book group because she said, I just love this message of sharing kindness. And I'd like to introduce my friends to this intentional kindness practice. So I had this lovely visit with, with her friends and, and I challenged them to, to just be more open to opportunities for kindness as they go about their day, certainly to write them down, but also just in daily communications that you have with people. And it wasn't, you know, two days after that, that I got another call from Kara and she shared that she had this incredible experience in the craft store, that she was standing online in front of a young gentleman in a wheelchair. And he was having a difficult time getting his wallet out and just kind of couldn't complete the transaction. And the women behind the counter were getting very frustrated as they saw the line build up. And Kara said, she remembered my, my challenge to use intentional kindness. And she bent down next to him and she said something to, something to the effect of, you know, I have a special needs son myself. And if he could do as well as you are right now, I would be so proud of him. Oh, wow. <laughs> absolute powerful change of energy around the women behind the counter, the women standing behind her. The young gentleman got tears in his eyes. He suddenly just felt not the sense of panic to complete this transaction. And the women behind the counter said, take your time. All of a sudden, everything changed. And 
by the end of it, the young man was able to wheel himself out of the out of the chair, sort of with dignity and with a smile. Yeah. And so anyway, that was just one example that came out of my just, I think, sort of casually sharing my kind thought. Well, it's just it's such a great example. And we'll, we'll go back and tell, you know, the broader story. But it it just highlights the incredible ripple effect of yeah. of who we are. And that that's true for good and for bad. You know, unkindness ripples and snowballs in the same way patience does and so to to have at a particular time the choice come to our mind to say oh let me intentionally be kind and then to see that ripple and how maybe the the ladies behind the register went hmm maybe i'll do something different and how that you know passed on is amazing and then you take your 365 letters and the ripple effect so anyway that's enough spoiler alert thank you that's <laughs> that's just a great story to start yeah. things off with um, so let's step back for a minute now tell us if you will a little bit of the story of your story and then how that you know ended up being the story of a few kind words oh absolutely you know, I just, I think it's so beautiful and I want to, I want to encourage all of your listeners to realize and to remember that we are on a journey because I never thought I would be sitting here talking to you today and to be the proud author of a book. And that was not my intention a number of years ago when I actually found myself in, in not a, not a great situation. I had a stressful work situation. My mother was aging and I was having to, to drive from New Jersey to Long Island once or twice a week. And if you're familiar with that drive, it is not easy. Two or three hours each way. And, oh. and yeah, and and then of course being bombarded as we all are with the negative and depleting news of the day, I just found for the for kind of the, one of the first times in my life that my glass was not feeling half full. I was kind of edging towards the half empty. And at that same time, I developed an autoimmune disease. It was just, I thought it came out of the blue, as so many illnesses do, but I really, here I am a life and wellness coach, and I started to just think about it, and I realized that I was really holding on to a lot of stress. <clears throat> if if daily doses of stress were causing my body to break down and cause physical pain through this autoimmune disease that I had developed, and, and I was having more anxiety and worry about my mother, what would happen if I introduced a daily dose of kindness to my to-do list every day? So I challenged myself to write an unexpected letter of appreciation to a different person every day for one year. And Wow, that's, and a, that's a big jump. It's a big jump. It's a big jump, but <clears throat> as a life and wellness coach, with all of my private clients, I would always have them write an unexpected letter of appreciation to somebody. It's sort of an exercise to just get out of their own head and to sort of fill themselves with positivity for you know a few minutes, half an hour, however long it took to really focus on the positive attributes of somebody and write a, write a note. It didn't have to be long. And I saw the the really beautiful effect on my clients of writing writing these letters that it, that this sort of positivity lingered and that it had a calming effect on them. So 
I just I decided that I was going to take this really bold action. It was certainly a challenge to say I'm going to write 365 letters. And I am not a goal setter. This is not this this was so far out of the box of what I would normally <laughs> And I'm the goal setter, and it would have, would have been a, yeah. a pretty daunting one. And I knew at that moment that the, my first letter would be to our brand new grandson, at Hudson, who was two weeks old. And the last letter would be to my father, who had passed away 33 years earlier. And so that's a story I will get to in a minute. But the yeah. 363 letters in the middle were, you know, were just going to be sort of a mystery to unravel. And, and I will say that that experience, that journey that I went on was absolutely and completely transformational in my life. And I, you know, I, I found the stress just draining away from me. I felt a beautiful calm that I had not been experiencing. And what I realized is that it introduced a mindfulness practice into my life. You know, all things that I wasn't thinking about when I, when I first started this practice, and they were just these sort of little gems that came into my life because of this practice, because of, I guess I call it an intentional kindness practice. I, instead of, I random, that. Instead yeah. of random acts of kindness, which I love, and I hope everybody, all your listeners do random acts of kindness here and there. But, but I've, I've realized that random acts of kindness, often you don't have to think about them. You don't plan them. That's what makes them random. You know, something just sort of crosses your path and you and you act on it. And that's all great. But when you make kindness something that you deliberately bring into your life, and, and I would invite you all to say every day of your life, uh, it becomes, um, it's like working a muscle. You know, it becomes yeah. something that you <laughs> have to practice. And all of a sudden we find ways that we can, um, or we find that, that kindness is, is now in the forefront of our mind when it was something we didn't really think about. Yeah, and I love that. And and it's it's funny, even with that phrase of the random acts of kindness, the the full phrase that's used is practice random acts of kindness. Oh, so okay. it's it's kind of interesting because it it's almost an oxymoron of saying we're going to practice something that is utterly random. And yet if it was by itself random acts of kindness, then it's left to just, well, when it happens to pop into our mind. So I love that in essence, you're saying this is an intentional kindness practice. Right. Uh, that they, they can go together because I think so often and to our detriment, we think of kindness as something that can only happen spontaneously. It's something that's just this feeling that we either have or we don't have. And what you're talking about is, no, let's let's take that muscle and let's exercise it with intentionality and build it up so it does happen naturally. Oh, absolutely. I, I love the way that you're that you're phrasing it. And, you know, I, I didn't my intent when I challenged myself was. Can I just feel better myself. I wasn't even thinking about the letter recipient. And, and I want to encourage you all when I hope you will, will you will practice this is you need to do this for yourself. Of course, your 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 lucky letter recipient is just getting this unexpected, joyful surprise. And and I when I started, I didn't expect to hear back from anybody. And that's <laughs> I, I just want to encourage you 
to write these letters and practice this kindness because it is like a medicine. I think yes. it, mm. it calms everything. It stops that cortisol roller coaster, that stress you know response, and it's so amazing. And and what I heard well over 150 times because I did hear back from so many people was the exact same phrase, you made my day. And that is an incredible feeling to think that I made somebody's day. But the, the joy of this practice was that it made my day first before uh, it went okay. on and made their day. Hmm. Uh, so it's, it's, it's a beautiful practice. Well, I love that. So you said that, that this kind of came out of you, you suggesting this for your clients first. So where did this concept of these unexpected letters of appreciation, is that what the phrase is? Uh -huh. Where did that originate and how did you step back a little bit further? Sure. So I have to step back many, many decades and tell you about my father, Buzz Willis, who was just, he was everything to me. He was an adored, adored father and he was just beloved by everybody. He was sort of a gentle giant kind of guy. And he never, ever had an unkind word to say about anybody. And he lived in a household of, of women and, you know, he just never really believed in, he tried to practice being non-judgmental and, you know, we would sort of just love him, but not pay a lot of attention to <laughs> he was behaving. And at any event, we just, he had one, everybody loved him so much, but he had one incredibly annoying habit that whenever anybody in our family, our extended family asked him what he wanted for his birthday or for Christmas, he said the same thing every time. And that was, all I want is a few kind words. And we hated that because how do you wrap that up, right? We didn't really pay attention very much to, to what he was saying. That was just dad's response. And we'd say, oh, I love you, dad, but you know, I'm going to get you a tie or some Argyle socks. Or one year, my sister and I even got him a, a puppy that we, a real live puppy that we put under the Christmas tree. Uh -huh. um, he named the dog Bogey after his most recent golf game. But really, I think all he wanted to hear was, I love you. But so that was just dad. Then fast forward, I'm 24 and I'm living in Boston and I am newly engaged for four weeks to my wonderful husband now of 36 years, Tom. And like it was done back in the eighties, we had our own separate apartments and, but he happened to be over early one Saturday morning and the phone rang and Tom went to answer it. And I said, do not answer that phone. That might be my mother and you are not supposed to be here. And so I pick up the phone and it's my mother and she says three words and it changed my life. She just said, honey, daddy died. Just, oh. It was just, it, it just, it obviously it resonates with me to this day. It was just a horrifying moment. And mm. I fell to the floor like you see in the movies, it really happens. And my precious father had suffered a, a massive heart attack on the tennis court in his Saturday morning game. And he would never get to walk me down the aisle for my wedding and I would never get to give him a few kind words. And that was something that just stuck with me for, for the next literally 30 years. I, I, I would hear dad's words of saying, I want a few kind words, but I, I didn't, it didn't really, really register to me what he was asking for until I became a life and wellness coach in my mid fifties. And then it just became so apparent that his love language was words of affirmation. And that's what made him feel loved and noticed and seen 
was just to hear appreciations. And I started to really connect the dots that, that that is my love language as well. And that over the years, I would write letters to friends and family just because I felt moved to do that. And, and I started to think, gosh, you know, what dad was asking for is I believe what everybody in this world is asking for. We just want to know that we matter and that we are seen. Hmm. And so that's Thank why you. I started to invite my clients to, to practice this. And then when I had this sort of aha moment and challenged myself to write a letter a day for a year, I knew that I was going to name my journey just for myself, a few kind words. And, and that's powerful. Hmm. Yeah. And it became a legacy of love to my father. And my book is, is very much sort of a, a memoir of my life with my dad and, and then how this journey unfolded. Well, there, there are beautiful passages in your book about him. And it's, you realize, I realize how rare a gift it is to have such a complete love and appreciation for, for a parent. Parents, parenting is hard and we all make mistakes and yet you have such a you know amazing affection you know to this day for for your dad he had yeah. to have been a truly amazing person uh, he was and you know that i would say probably almost the greatest gift for me when i went on this journey is that it brought my dad back to life for me uh, mm. 33 years after he passed away I, I felt like while he was always you know living in that special place in my heart he just became my sort of partner, my daily partner on this journey as I would decide, who am I going to write to today? And sometimes I'd be like, all right, dad, who's getting the letter today? And, and, oh, that's great. Mm. And it was, it was just incredible. And, and as I said, my, my last letter was to my dad, 33 years and nine days after he passed away, I, I, I gave him his, I offered him a few kind words. And wow. Amazing. Well, I want to come back to that, but you know, your story kind of, resonates on on a lot of fronts with me one story i just recently listened to on a podcast about a man named walter green who has started a movement similar to your kind of kindness movement called say it now and the idea is very similarly to speak the words of love and affection and appreciation right now for people don't wait and he told the story of listening to the funeral of tim russert the, the famous journalist sure. and watching person after person get up there and speak these incredible words about tim and who he was and that he had this thought afterwards but tim never got to hear those words you know, and so he thought, we need to be saying these things now while we can. And so he started, in a sense, his kindness movement of trying to encourage people to say it now. And then, you know, my my sister started a movement also five months after my daughter Perrin died from a, a long battle with cancer, her daughter Kate died suddenly kind of without cause or explanation, totally healthy, vibrant, a girl at about age 30. And she was, she was a beautiful person and in every way. And 
So my sister started a movement called Kindness for Kate, and mm -hmm. she's helped place, she and her husband, Bill, have helped place benches for people to spend time and share kindness in schools all around the country. Oh, and so it's, beautiful. Oh. Well, but, but what you've done is beautiful, and, it's, and, it, and it, it's come out of your story as hers came out of her story, as, as Walter Green's came out of his story. And I think that's so powerful to do something bold and daunting, but courageous kind of. It, it took courage to, to say to yourself and to your husband, I'm going to write 365 letters. That's, it may seem small, but I think most of us listening go, that's not a small thing. <laughs> Thank you for, for that. It, it, it is not a small thing. And I, I actually, I don't, I wish I could remember the, I remember the moment that I, I said this challenge out loud, but I don't really know why I chose a year, you know, that sort of escapes me. However, to do, to do something for a year is I think really the transformational part because I learned so much more about myself and it became now something that is just ingrained in me. And, and I don't write a letter a day anymore. People ask me all the time, what's happened after your journey. I write them when I feel inspired, but right. I write, I write many of them, but I don't yeah. have that sort of personal challenge that it has to be every day. But I think when, what I want people to understand is that we are so much more powerful than we think. And, and I, I know that I have experienced it over and over and over. And for all of your listeners, if you chose to write a letter a day for a year, you will certainly understand the power of this yourself. But if you choose to only do it for a, a few days or a week or a month, I think you will start to get to see that we don't realize how powerful we are. We have the ability, we have a choice every day to change the energy around our day and to change the energy around somebody else's day. And while we think, oh, I'm just writing a few, you know, sentences about somebody, it's not a big deal. Well, it is a big deal. It is a big deal because we don't hear it very often. We don't hear words of affirmation about ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I also never do it around a holiday or, or, or an event because I think there's something that's so deliciously wonderful about the surprise of going to your mailbox and absolutely out of the blue, you just receive a letter from somebody. And so I just, I, I just hope, hope people will be willing to try to share the next time you have a kind thought, jot it down on something. And the paper is meaningless. It can be the back of a receipt. It can be a post-it note. It can be your monogram stationery or company letterhead. You know, just write it down. Be brave. You know, don't worry about being vulnerable. Just just be brave for that one time and send it off or leave it on your partner's pillow or on your colleague's desk and, and see how you feel. Because we all, nobody, every one of us has the ability to do this. You know, it doesn't take a special degree. We all can do it. We just have to make the choice to, to try it. Yeah. I'll, I'll affirm in a backhanded way what you're saying, because uh, I am not, a huge letter writer. My wife, Weezy, is, and it's, it's an incredible practice. And the excuse I give myself uh -huh. is that I actually inherited a tremor. 
from my dad. So my hands shake terribly, even when absolutely nothing is going on, which makes my handwriting look like the worst of chicken scratch. And it's just difficult. It's a, it is a, a harder process for me to go through. And it's in a sense, a slightly often embarrassing process because my handwriting is so terrible. At the same time, there is a sense because I have written plenty of letters over those over those years that every time it is so incredibly meaningful. And I know the meaning that it's had for me when people have done it, you know, my direction. So I, I affirm what you're saying, you know. Well, well, I appreciate you sharing that because that also, you're not the first person who has said some form of, I have the worst penmanship. You know, I just, I, I, I'm embarrassed or I don't want someone to see my penmanship. And, and, and also they'll say, you know, I'm just not a good letter writer, or maybe they're going to think I'm weird. Why am I writing this letter? And, and so people come up with a lot of objections and, and they're all, they're all real. I mean, you feel what you feel, but I am here to tell you from my hundreds and hundreds of letters that I have written, that I hope that you will be brave and courageous and set yeah. that concern aside for a moment because it's the warmth of the gesture that people remember and not your handwriting. You know, they just- I couldn't agree more. Yeah. So yeah. I, 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 know, I know that people think, and we're, you know, we hardly write letters. We hardly write, you know, we just go sit behind our, our computer screens all day or use our phone. However, there is something so deeply meaningful about a handwritten letter versus a text or you know or or an email and i have found that that you know that the art the art of head of letter writing is not dead like people think it doesn't matter if you are a young child or you are an older person when you go to your mailbox and and you find a handwritten letter addressed to you there's a little and it's mixed in with all the bills and the circulars and you see that letter, every person, every single person kind of gets a little like, oh, what's this? You know, and you pull yes. it up, right? It's like, oh, and it's, and you can tell it's not a, it's not a wedding invitation or it's not your birthday card. And you immediately get kind of excited to open it up. And, and I have found that, that certain things happen when people open up these letters. And that is number one, they're going to read it more than one time. Number two, mm -hmm there's a good chance they're gonna share it with somebody. Very often you get unexpected mm -hmm. tears. I'm not saying yeah. that it's gonna get that. And you're gonna save that letter. It's really, really hard to throw away nice words about yourself. Yeah, and, that's so good. Hmm. So I just, I just want to encourage you and all of your listeners, the handwriting is just, it's, it doesn't matter. Get over that because it's the warmth of the gesture that makes it yeah. difference. And, and I'll take that a step step further because I think that there there are plenty of really young people who listen to this podcast, people in their certainly twenties and thirties, and that practice of handwriting virtually anything is even more foreign to the younger generation. But all that does is it makes it more special if you choose to That's do right. it. And so it's it's an encouragement and to whatever the barriers that you have just just blast through them yeah it's yeah. really it, it's incredible and um 
And if you don't mind, I'll share, I'll share a story that maybe the younger people can relate to. It's one of my yeah. favorite stories that, you know, so back to who I wrote to, of course, my, the, my most intimate family and friends was sort of the obvious group, neighbors, colleagues, people I volunteered with, that sort of thing. But I had so much fun writing to people who I didn't know, but I had a positive experience with. And one of those was the barista at a new coffee shop. I have a deep love of chai latte. I don't drink coffee, but I'm very particular about it. I don't like spice, so I want it to be sweet. So I'm always sort of on the hunt for, for a good one. And a new coffee shop opened within walking distance of my home. So I was very excited about that. And I went in the first week they were opened and there was a line ahead of me, which I was excited to see because I want this store to make it. And when it was my turn, I, I got up to the counter and the barista was an older woman. She was probably in her mid to late sixties. And I, I looked at the menu and I didn't see chai latte. And I kind of must've had a little panicked look on my face. And I said, do you have chai latte? And she paused and she looked at me very intently. And she said, I'm going to make you the best chai latte you've ever had. And I just, it, it was such a surprising response that I said the first thing that came to my mind, which was, well, that's a ballsy statement. Game on. You know, like, <laughs> I love it. Anyway, we started to banter back and forth while she made the chai latte. And then she puts it on the counter and she pushes it towards me. And she's like, go on, take a sip. And meanwhile, all the people online are now invested in this chai latte challenge. And, and I take a sip and, and I honestly, to this day, it was the best chai latte that I'd ever had. And so I you know, told her that and I said, what is your name? And she said, Cynthia. And I said, Cynthia, I will definitely be back. Thank you so much. And I, I left and I was walking home and I realized I had this extra skip in my step. And it wasn't just because the chai latte was so good, but it was because I so enjoyed the sort of um, conversation that we had. So I went home and I decided that Cynthia would be the, the recipient of my letter of the day. So I just wrote her how much I, I enjoyed and appreciated our conversation. I went back the next day to deliver it. Unfortunately, she wasn't working that day. So I left it with the owner who promised me that she would give it to Cynthia. And then I wasn't able to go back for a couple of weeks. So I go back in the store two weeks later and there's a gentleman ahead of me and she's making, Cynthia's making a coffee for him and her back is to the door. And she kind of looks over her shoulder and she just casually says, what can I get you? And she didn't see me. And I just said, I'll have the best chai latte ever. And with that, it was just, it was such a beautiful moment. Well, not for the guy. She <laughs> stops making coffee for the man. And she turns around and she looks at me, her eyes fill with tears. And she said, I have been doing this for decades and nobody has ever taken the time to write me a letter of appreciation. She said, you made not only my day, but my week, my month, my year. Oh, wow. She said, no, <laughs> she said I have it on my dresser. I've read it every day before I come to work. And then she came around the, the counter and she gave me a uh, pre-pandemic 30 second hug that I, you know, I just, I remember to this day. And, you know, it just fostered this really lovely friendship that developed, you know, I would go mm. in every, every time I went to visit my mom and she was caring for her aging mom as well. And, and we would talk about our moms and, you know, anyway, it was just lovely, but I, I just think, if, you know, what a missed opportunity for connection. If I had not let her know how much I appreciated her kindness behind the counter. And we have opportunities like this all the time. And I'm not suggesting you write to everybody that you have any interaction with, but sometimes, you know, keep a, a note card in your, in your car or whatever. And 
just give it a try because when we are connected to one another, that is when we discover our very best selves. That's when we are happiest. And I know I realized not long after my, probably after the first month in my journey, that I really liked myself better. I liked who I was being. As <laughs> I- <laughs> That's great. I love that. I liked, I liked myself better. I mean, what a, what a great result from, from it all. So, so, so let's pivot for just a second, because I think that uh, stirring a lot of thoughts in me and, and a lot of people. And I love that you have a little kind of a practical section in the book, because as small a thing as writing a letter of appreciation is, it still is daunting for a lot of us of, well, what would I say if I do this? You know, how this is really awkward. And you have this um, great little chapter, the three super S's in it. Uh, and I'd love it if you could uh, share, in essence, this just very simple framing of how to go about writing uh, just a nice letter of appreciation. Sure. What I, I want to encourage you all to do, first of all, is to not overthink it. You know, it's this is you're writing a letter from the heart, not the head. And so. But I overthink everything. We all do, right? That's that's what we do. So I'm going to tell you, try to put overthink to the side for just a couple of minutes. And if you can't do that, that's okay. You're going to get more comfortable the more times you do this. But so the three super S, the three S's are keep it simple. And that's really what I mean by don't overthink it. You don't have to have a long preamble. Get right to the point. You know, I tell people to start out by saying, you know, you crossed my mind today and I had and I had a kind thought about you, so I want to share it. Or, you know, something like that. You you don't just some form that works for you like that. Just keep it simple and then just get right into what you appreciate about them. And the second one is to keep it sincere. And that's that's really important because if you're trying to win somebody over or you're, you know, don't bother doing this unless it's something that you really feel. You know, I, I love the, the warmth with which you greet me every time I walk into your home. I love the way you run a meeting. You're so concise and thorough or, you know, what, whatever your, your point is, tell them something more than I appreciate you. You know, it's, it's the next one is be specific. So sincere and specific. And the specific is really where the special sauce lies, right? right? So I always say, whether it's one, two, three, four, five reasons why you appreciate them, it's, I was thinking about you today. I I enjoy our friendship so much. And here's what I really love about you. You know, and one, two or three things. I sign all of my letters with gratitude and appreciation, Tracy, you know, whatever, whatever your sign off is, but you know, it's, it, it can be obviously as detailed as you want it to be, but it doesn't have to be. Right. You know, you don't have to write a tome. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Yes. And and the, the other thing that, that I that I do, and I want to suggest that your that your listeners do, uh, but it, it, you may not be comfortable with it right away, is that I never use the word thank you. And that's hard for people because this to me this is very different than a thank you letter. And a thank you letter has its place in this world, so please continue to write them. But I think appreciation is is something that you feel kind of deep inside of you. Thank you can be overused sometimes. We hide behind it. We just sort of say it by rote. And I think if you take that out of your letter 
it makes you be a little more thoughtful in your choice of words. So. I, I actually really love that because I think there's, there's almost a dilution effect when you use the phrase thank you is, oh, this is a thank you letter. This person right. just writes lots of thank you letters and they're just going through emotion because they're just one of those thank you letter people. And by the intentional choice to not use that phrase, mm -hmm. you're casting the whole letter in in a totally different light. Absolutely. And, and I want to encourage people to think about this in your professional world as well. This is not just something to be done on, on, in, the personal, in your personal life, but imagine, I mean, I, I, tell, I tell people in my workshops all the time, think about either your own colleagues at work or your clients, your referral network. If you write a letter of appreciation to somebody that is not around, thank you for doing business with me, thank you for your monetary donation. If you just say, you know, I just really appreciate the way you conduct yourself in the business world, or I love your your value, your your character traits and your values of how you, you know, you share with me about how you treat your family. I love right. that. If you go yeah. above and beyond and you just talk about someone's value system and how much you appreciate them, I am telling you right now that your your people are going to want to do business with you. It's not mm -hmm. done for yeah. So, so on average, how long does it take you to write one of your thank you, uh, not thank you, appreciation letters? Ah, good catch. I would say my, I would say five to eight minutes. Five to eight minutes. Well, I mean that that just explodes your day. I mean five to eight minutes. I think we all have five to eight minutes. Yeah. You can find. I know. That. I know. Yeah, uh, that's... And maybe it'll take you a little bit longer. You know, in, in the beginning. And if you want to say one one sentence of appreciation, that is still beautiful and valuable. You know, put something nice on a, on a post-it note and stick it on your your colleague's computer or your your husband's dashboard or your partner's you know pillow, or write as much as you want. But it's it's it, it doesn't have to take long. Is 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 my point. And and I think you will you'll start to notice. So I, I slowed down. I lingered. Mm -hmm. I paid more attention and all of a sudden I realized, oh, there's a lot more to appreciate in this world that I was speeding by before and, and not noticing. And so that's really the lingering beauty of this practice now. Well, I, I want to highlight some of the things that I've heard you say in this podcast about the impact that it's had on you. You just said, you know, I, I've slowed down. I notice things. I appreciate things more. I like the person that I've become. I feel less stressed. All of these things and, and more that you've said in just this short little description of this process, not to mention the impact that you've had for good on so many people from, from a small five to eight minute daily practice. I think it's just incredible. And we all have that opportunity. As you said, you used the word choice in there just a little bit ago. We have the choice to affect the energy of our lives and other people's lives. And even if it wasn't a handwritten letter, even it was, if, if it was a random act of kindness that I'm going to do each day, or something to serve someone, maybe that's their love language, or I'm going to spend a few quality minutes 
that's their love language, you know. So I, I love what you're suggesting, but there are so many other, there are so many creative ways Absolutely. that this simple daily kind of goodness could be incorporated in someone's life. Absolutely, and you know, for for me, it's these written words of affirmation. But you know, for you, Tommy, you said you don't you don't like to write as much. You know, maybe maybe you're saying I'm going to to actively and intentionally say something kind to somebody every day. Yeah. And, and yours is a verbal one. You know, maybe it's maybe if you love to cook, it's you know once a week you're you're making a meal for somebody that you're going to surprise them with. Here's dinner. You know, or I, it, it can be anything. It's 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 practicing the art of intentional kindness. And, yes. Mm. And that's what it is, and it's something that. Every one of us has that ability. And there's an author I love named Houston Kraft. And he has he says something that really resonates with me, which is nice happens because we have the time. Kind happens because we make the time. Hmm. And I just I I think nice kind of goes along with random acts of kindness, like when it's convenient and easy, we do it. And that's all that's all good. But kind doesn't have to be convenient and it doesn't have to be easy but it's always impactful. That's, that's, that's phenomenal. I love that. So I'd love for, just because I think it sparks probably a lot of people's interest is to, for you to just maybe describe and briefly this last letter that you wrote to your dad, because that had to have just been an amazing, difficult, but profound experience for you. Sure. Uh, well, it was, it, it, it ended up being so much more impactful than I thought it would be. So I of course was nervous on that last day to, to sit down and write this letter. And I, I got a picture of my dad and a box of Kleenex next to me. And, and I, I just kind of, you know, closed my eyes and I just thought about my dad for a little while. This one took a little more than five minutes, but <laughs> and, and then I just, I just wrote. And once I started, it was this really joyful experience. And, mm-hmm. and I knew for, for this whole year, I knew that I was go where I was going to read this letter out loud to my dad on this day. We're lucky enough to have um, conservation land behind our house. And we have a lovely walk through the woods and a lake and then some more woods. And so I, I sealed the letter. I can remember sort of holding it against my heart. And then it was February. Oh my goodness. It was February 9th. Today's February 12th. Uh, 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 wow. And I, it was a beautiful, beautiful cold day that was crystal clear, blue sky. And I took the letter and I walked out through the woods on my way to this fallen log where I was going to sit and read the letter to my dad. And I got to the lake. And for some reason, I just had this calling that I needed to stop and read the letter to dad at the lake, which was not what I had envisioned for the whole year. But I just I just did it. And the lake was like glass. There was not a breath of wind. It was almost like I had stepped into a painting. And I looked around to make sure nobody was coming. So they see the crazy lady about to read a letter to nobody. And so I just I just read the letter out loud. And the very instant that I finished the last word, this enormous circling wind came up and just wrapped around and around and around me. And I've never, 
I've never experienced a win like that. It was so strong that I had to take a step backwards so I didn't lose my balance. The hair blew in my face. I had to grab the letter so it didn't blow out of my hand. And then it stopped. And it was absolutely clear as could be to me that that was a wind hug from my dad. Mm. Wow. And I had never thought about, I kept thinking about reading the letter to him. I didn't expect, I never thought about receiving a response. And I'm not suggesting to people that you're all going to get a wind hug or some variation of that. But I want you all to consider that it's never too late to share a few kind words with people who have passed in your life. It's deeply profound and impactful. And I now have this incredible experience to hold in my heart, you know, that place that's reserved just for my dad. And it was, it was a moment in my life that I'll never forget. Well, I, I believe without proof that, that your dad heard that letter. Yeah. That those things that, that, we're going through that our daughter Perrin knows those. And so, you know, it's interesting in in the Bible, in Greek, the word for wind and spirit is the same word. And so when it talks about the spirit of God, it's the wind of God. And it's, it's oh the gosh, same word. And so when you, when you think about that wind, and there's even a, a little passage that says, the wind blows where it will, and you and you don't know where it's coming from. So it is also with the Spirit of God, and it's the same Greek word. So, oh, thank you um, for sharing that. Wow, that's that's very moving. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for for sharing that. So, what's what's next for you? Any any new plans on the horizon? I mean, this is, I know the, the uh, book just came out a few months ago, didn't it? It came out on November 13th, which is World okay. Kindness Day. And, and it's, it's been, it's been really a, such a joyful journey to, you know, present this book to the world. And I'm just so passionate about helping people embrace the power that they have through sharing kindness that I just, I just want as many people as possible to discover this book simply because I think it can open up a practice that they don't realize or they're too busy or haven't thought about this simple practice they can introduce into their own lives and find that they like themselves better. And this world could use every dose of kindness that, that we can find at this moment. Hmm. So I, I challenge everybody to consider writing a letter a day for a week. Um, for all of you brave enough, try it for a year and reach out to me and I'll be your partner along the way, but try it for one week because I think you can really feel a difference even in that short amount of time. And I invite you to get your, your family to do it with you, to get your uh, work team to do it, get your book group, because just think about that. If there's 10 people in your group and they each write a letter a day for a week, that's 70 letters that are going out into the world, you know, tipping the scales back towards positivity and away from negativity and so I, sure. I, I think that's great. And I think, you know, if you want to split the difference, you know, a month, a month is long enough for something to kind of seep sure. in for you to get a really deep experience of it, but it's not going to, you know, alter your whole year to say, I'm going to do this. So, you know, that that's also a possibility. So that's, that's uh, great. Well, I'd love to, for you to be able to share how people can connect with you and what you're doing both from the, the wellness coaching, but also 
with the book and where to find the book. How do sure. people connect with you? Well, thank you. I have a website, a few kind words.net. And you can find me on Instagram at a few kind words challenge. Okay. My, my book again is called the power of a few kind words, create a more meaningful life one letter at a time. And it is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. I give workshops. I, I travel, I do them on zoom, but I give workshops to small groups of people, larger groups of people. And it's, you know, what I call a heaping dose of positivity. And I, I would be delighted to, to speak with anybody about, about giving one of my workshops. Oh, that's great. Well, Tracy, this has been amazing. Just the stories, just it's phenomenal what happens when we have the courage to do something bold that's good. And so much, I think, of what you've described, you could not have predicted in terms of what happened. But that's just, that's the adventure that I think is available to us if we'll just kind of get out of our automatic mode and, you know, make some brave, good choices. So thank you for sharing your experience and journey on this. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Tommy. Great. Well, thank you, everyone. This is obviously worth sharing. So share this with some friends and, of course, give it a try yourself. You know, I think that's that's where the rubber will really meet the road on that. Even if you have horrible handwriting like me, it's worth giving a shot. So thank you so much, Tracy. We'll put some information in the show notes about where to find your book and everything. And it's been a real joy talking with you today. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody.